Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. Subscribe, please. This is a special pre-draft edition of Inside Black and Gold. We're going through the Saints' last 10 first-round picks, giving them all grades, telling you who was good, who was bad. And a lot of them, you know, the majority, not too bad. You know, it's hard to really complain about the Saints' draft strategy if you're not complaining about volume. Would I have loved to see the Saints maximize their assets in terms of total number? Yes. Do I think they have missed consistently? No. And that's how you remain a competent, competitive franchise for a long time. It's not building through free agency. It is building through the draft and it is hitting on your early picks. And that's what the Saints have done. They have not hit on their late picks in the last several years. And I think that's probably the difference when you look at the last 10 years versus the 10 before that where you look at 2006 and you pull guys like Zach Streif and Marcus Colston out of the seventh round, right? You just haven't really done that enough over the last several years, but you have, for the most part, hit on your first round picks with the exception of Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner, which again, Peyton Turner, we're giving an incomplete grade. Hopefully he can find it. But these are the picks you did hit on. And I'm doing this a little differently in the sense that both of these drafts, you had multiple first round picks. So I'm not going by the lowest to the highest. I'm just breaking them down by draft. And the first one we're going to go through is the 2017 draft. You picked at number 11. You picked at number 32. This is the first round pick you brought back in the Brandon Cooks trade, right? You sent him to the Patriots. You got the number 32 overall pick. And I think some people might be surprised at these grades in that these are both A-plus players. You got Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback at Ohio State at number 11. You got Ryan Ramchek, right tackle out of Wisconsin at number 32. Both these guys, A-plus players if you were just grading the player, grading the draft pick. But I am grading the front office a little bit here too. And I'm giving the Marshawn Lattimore pick an A-. minus. Again, not the player, the pick. Because I don't think you could have gotten a better player at number 11, I'm giving the front office an A-, and for both of these picks, they're getting dinged for a similar reason. The Saints wanted to take Pat Mahomes at number 11. The Saints were ready to draft a generational quarterback. We know that. John Payton won't shut up about it. But he should be embarrassed about it. Because, yes, sure, you identified that guy, but then you allowed the Chiefs to trade ahead of you to number 10 and take that guy. And what have the Chiefs done since 
going to Pat Mahomes. Yeah, they've only won two Super Bowls, been to another, been to another AFC Championship game. Yeah, that would have been nice, huh? And so for that reason, I'm dinging this pick. You still landed, I'd argue, the best available player at number 11 with how the board went. But that player was not Pat Mahomes, and I'm dinging the front office for that. Front office that loves to trade, hell, maybe this is the reason they're so, so proactive about trading is that if they had been more proactive in this draft, they could have ended up with Pat Mahomes and instead they got traded in front of. So yeah, I mean, A minus still a very good grade. They still did a very good job. They just held serve. You know, if anything, you might say, hey, we need to be more tight lipped about our draft strategy because it sure seems like the Chiefs knew the Saints were going to pick Pat Mahomes at number 11 because they made sure to get up to 10. But yeah, again, I need to be clear. I'm not giving Marshawn Lattimore an A-. I'm giving the front office an A- for the fact that they did not get to pick Pat Mahomes, the guy they wanted. Anyway, going down to 32, I'm giving this one an A. And for a similar reason, the Saints wanted to take Reuben Foster. Now, the 49ers traded in front of them and did them a favor. But again, for the second time in this draft, you got leapfrogged. Other teams knew exactly who you were going after and knew that if they wanted them, they had to trade in front of you, and that's what they did. The Saints ended up with their backup plan and Ryan Ramchek, and again, the 49ers saved them from themselves, but you can't that can't happen, right? And you know, if you want to look at these past few seasons and you see the Saints trade up and make sure they get their guy, you might look back at the 2017 draft and be like, hey, that's that may be the 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 uh, kind of rosebud of all of this. They've always been proactive about trading up, but it seems like it has gotten to a different level in the last few years. And uh, maybe getting leapfrogged twice in the 2017 draft, granted, one of the best draft in, in team history, my, maybe the best draft in team history, that could have played a role. I'm giving this one an A because at 32 to land your, you know, a premier right tackle who's going to be there for the next 10 years, in, in any other instance, that would be an A+. I'm taking it down a half grade just because you can't keep getting leapfrogged. You have to be pushing the action, and I don't like to see that. I don't think the Saints like to see that either, even if you did get kind of backed into uh, the the correct pick. And I think that's what happens. When the Saints do get leapfrogged, they, <laughs> they tend to just <laughs> reactionarily push the offensive line button or maybe the defensive line button. That's what they did here, and it worked out. Some other picks, so if you're looking at the potential picks that you could have got behind Marshawn Lattimore, number 12, Deshaun Watson to the Texans, number 13, Hassan Reddick to the Cardinals, defensive end, Marlon Humphrey, cornerback to the Ravens, you know, like he's been good, but you already got the best cornerback in the draft, so you can't be mad about it, defensive end, Jonathan Allen to the Commanders, tight end, Evan Engram to the Giants at 23, cornerback, Tredavious White to the Bills, LSU guy at number 27, and then TJ Watt to the Steelers at number 30. He was not going at, at number 11, right? So you can't be mad about that. And probably the second best player on this list is Tredavious White. But again, you got Marshawn Lattimore. So you really can't argue with the decision. It's only the fact that you got leapfrogged and didn't get the best quarterback of his generation because of it that I'm putting this at an A-. For the Ramchek pick, I mean, it even it gets even easier, right? And again, these are just the pro bowlers. Safety Buda Baker at number 36 went to the Cardinals. Dalvin Cook went to the Vikings at 41. Joe Mixon went to the Bengals at 48. Juju Smith-Schuster went to the Steelers at 62. Guard Deion Dawkins went to the Bills at 63. The only thing you could say about this list is, man, you really could have nabbed a superstar running back with that second first-round pick. And the rebuttal to that would be, well, you got Alvin Kamara in the third round of this draft. 
So <laughs> I don't think you are kicking yourself over not getting that running back at 32 when you got your right tackle. And I would argue a better running back than either Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon in terms of just overall talent and production. So not mad about that. Again, that's an A. Both A-plus players, but the Saints got leapfrogged and they need to be better about that. Two more and then a couple bonus picks. 2011, these are the oldest picks we are looking at, but still players that were on the team last year. That tells you how good these picks were. 2011, at number 24, defensive end, Cam Jordan out of California. A+. plus. That is the only A+, plus on my list. Like we talked about with Jonathan Sullivan, right? There has to be a floor below Stefan Anthony for him to exist on, right? In this case, I am ready to be like, you will not find a better example of a nailed it first round draft pick than Cameron freaking Jordan. Again, number 24. This is not a top 10 pick. This is the number 24 pick. And you got a guy who is available every game, right? The NFL had to sit him down with COVID despite him feeling perfectly fine in order to have him miss a game, right? He got gouged in the eye last year, still wanted to play. The team had to be like, no, Cam, like you need to, you need to not do that. He had an orbital bone fracture and he rested for a week and he was back the next week. Like that's the type of player you had. This is a hall of famer at number 24. So I'm giving that an A+. I mean, I don't even know how you argue it, right? Muhammad Wilkerson to the Jets at number 30. Cam Hayward to the Steelers at 31. Andy Dalton to the Bengals at 35. Tight end Kyle Rudolph to the Vikings at 43. And then guard Rodney Hudson to the Chiefs at 55. Those are the only other pro bowlers from 24 to 54. So, (laughs) I mean, you are not going to find a better example. That's why I am comfortable maxing out this grade. Max it out. Because you're going to go back, at least in terms of the first round, like you can find better examples of more diamond in the rough picks. Marcus Colston, obviously, is probably the best example of that. Zach Streif as well. But in terms of the first round picks in Saints history, you're not going to find a better one. The next pick in this round for the Saints, four picks later, Mark Ingram out of Alabama. I'm giving it an A. And one of the reasons is running back in the first round is a risk. You need to make sure not only that this is a productive player, this is going to be a productive player for a long time, and it was, right? You know, I'm, I, I ding it a little bit because you let him get out the door, but again, you you maximize what you were going to get out of Mark Ingram. He was productive with the Ravens. He was productive with the Texans. Then you brought him back and got two more productive seasons out of him. In terms of a running back pick, it's hard to see this be going any better than what you got out of Mark Ingram. You were able to pair him with Alvin Kamara in 2017 for what I would argue is one of the most impressive tandem running back seasons in NFL history. I think both went over 1,000 yards. And yeah, I can't hate it. He's on the fringe. He's on the low end of A, if that makes sense. He's closer to an A- minus than an A+. plus. But still, this is your second pick in four picks. You got two pro bowlers. You got two team Hall of Famers. You got at least one legit Hall of Famer. Mark Ingram is the Saints' all-time leading rusher. And you got him at number 28. And so that's a big part of this to me is where you picked versus the value you ended up getting. And 28 to get your all-time leading rusher, hard to complain about that. Two more picks I will look at. And the only reason is they were the first pick 
for the Saints in this draft, they were not in the first round. So these are the two years the Saints did not have a first round pick. 2019, 2012. 2019 was a big year for this team because they had to nail their picks. They had to nail their picks because you you spent two first rounders on Marcus Davenport. Didn't work out. So what did you do? Well, traded up in the second round, ended up bringing in Eric McCoy. Starting center from day one, never missed a snap. Obviously, the last two seasons, he's dealt with some some lower body injuries. But, I mean, you were trying to replace Max Unger, who retired suddenly. And you did. (laughs) You did for a guy who stepped in right away. If you were drafting in the first round, you probably are taking a center. You're probably taking Eric McCoy. So that, to me, is another example of an A-plus pick. If we extended this out, there'd be a different rubric for second round, third round, fourth round. But just overall, you know, if if you're going for A-plus grades on picks, he's one of them. The other one is 2012, and that's Akeem Hicks, defensive end at number 89. I put that in more of like the A-minus, B-plus range. Because the Saints didn't get a ton out of him. But he was a good player. He was a quality player for a long time. He's still a quality player. He was on the Bucks last season. Those are two kind of interesting ones when you look at it. And the Saints have been very good in the third round. If we were grading all time Saints draft picks, in, at least in the last 20 years or so, a lot of those would be third rounders. A lot of those would be the Jimmy Grahams, the Alvin Kamaras, the Trey Hendricksons, the Teron Armsteads. Right, We're not talking about those in this one. But yeah, 2019-2012, that's Eric McCoy out of Texas A&M. Man, what a great draft pick. And you look at the the other picks in that draft. They only had, I think, four picks, five picks. Three of them were Eric McCoy out of Texas A&M center. Uh, didn't have a third-round pick. Came back C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the fourth round. Obviously, the end of his Saints career was not pretty, but really good player. Did a lot for the team. Hard to hate that. A guy who's very grating, I think, in, in a lot of instances, and the Saints maximized what they could get out of him, and just they had to move on. And then seventh round, Caden Ellis, which is a very good pick in terms of development. You know, the Falcons are going to benefit more from that than the Saints did, right? Like the Saints only got about eight games of kind of starting play out of Caden Ellis, but it was a very good eight games. So, you know, you look at the opportunities in that 2019 draft, and again, it's not even one with the first round pick, so it's not even that relevant to this list that I put together. But man, you really nailed those picks. So it, it does seem like when you kind of back the Saints up against a wall and say, you have one chance, you better make it count. <laughs> they tend to do it, right? It seems like when they miss, it's because they have too many chances. It's like when they have one dart and they're focused they're hitting a bullseye. When you give them three darts, it kind of feels like they're gonna they're gonna hit. They're gonna mess around it, right? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hit outside the circle, and it's, it's interesting. And so that's what you have to hope for if you're if you're looking at this at this draft. It's one of the later picks they have had, not because they were good. It's because they were they were bad and had to. F- figure things out without Sean Payton. They traded Sean Payton to the Broncos. They brought in 29, a pick that has taken a really interesting journey from the Dolphins to the Broncos to the 49ers, whatever. Uh, that's where the Saints are going to pick. And I'm cautiously optimistic. If a guy like Bijan Robinson falls and you just nail a perfect skill position pick, great. I think you're going to go defensive line because I just it seems like that's where the value is in the late first round. But... I've learned and we've all learned to never 
tune in the draft late. Because if you do, there's a chance you miss the Saints pick because they went up and got somebody. So keep that in mind. Let's go through and recap this right quick just so everyone has the full list. Three that were too early to tell. That's in 2022, wide receiver Chris Olave. I'm giving him an A slash incomplete. Number 19, that same year, Trevor Penning. I'm also giving an incomplete. Peyton Turner, who was the number 28 pick in 2021. I'm giving him a C minus slash incomplete. And what that means is they have this grade or not a grade, and they have time to change it. For Trevor, he had, he'll have time to establish a grade. He has not done it yet. Going down the line, we'll start with the D's. 2015, number 32, linebacker Stefan Anthony out of Clemson. He's a D minus. 2018, number 14 overall, defensive end Marcus Davenport at UTSA. He's a D. Those are the only two D's on this list. There are no F's because we have to save room on the floor as, uh, as we talked about. The C's and B's starting with 2013, number 15 overall at safety Kenny Vaccaro. That's a C plus. 2016, number 12, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins out of Louisville, giving that pick a B minus. And, and again, remember, it's not necessarily the player, it's the pick that I'm grading. So sometimes these grades are more focused on the front office than the player himself. Even if the player was great, the pick might have been not optimal. And that's why the grade gets dropped down a little bit. So again, d- defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, number 12 overall in 2016, that's a B minus. Another B minus, 2015, number 13 overall, Andres Pete out of Stanford. And, you know, these are the seven and nine seasons. And so you had seven and nine type picks. I would argue that a B minus season would be seven and nine, eight and eight at that point. And that's what you got in these picks too. 2014, number 20 overall, wide receiver Brandon Cooks out of Oregon State. And giving him a B because he was productive when he was on the team and you were able to trade him for a first round pick. So the value there was fine. One more in this range, 2020, number 24 overall, Cesar Ruiz, center guard out of Michigan, giving him a B slash incomplete because he's only in his, going into his fourth season. So he has time to bump that grade up a little bit. Now onto the A's, which he broke down in this segment. 2017, Marshawn Lattimore out of Ohio State at number 11. Again, A minus because you got leapfrogged. A plus player, A minus grade on that pick. Number 32 in that same draft, Ryan Ramchek. That's an A. Again, Saints got leapfrogged. That's what's stopping that pick from being an A+, although both players are A-pluses. 2011, number 28 overall, running back Mark Ingram out of Alabama, giving him an A. And then the only A-plus on this list, 2011, number 24 overall, defensive end Cam Jordan out of Cal. That's the list. So those are all 10 slash 11 with an asterisk picks that I graded here. Hope that all made sense. Hope you got something out of it. My name is Jeff Nowak. This was a solo podcast. Steve Geller will be back on Wednesday for kind of our normally scheduled podcast, getting ready for the draft on Thursday, first round, second round, and third round will be Friday, and then the fourth through seventh rounds will be Saturday. I'll be out at the Saints facility kind of getting all of this live. We're going to get interviews with the draft picks shortly after they're made. I'll also be, as I mentioned, on the Odyssey Sports 2023 draft special. Shortly after the Saints pick at 29, I'll be on with Brian Baldinger and Jason Locke and Fora breaking down, you know, what the pick was, reasons why, all that, all that good stuff. Hopefully it's one of my mock draft picks so that I have all the information right away. I'm sure it will not be. I'm sure it'll be a player I've never heard of. But hey, that's the fun. Thanks everyone for listening. 
If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that. Please leave a rating, leave a review, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. I'm also going to post this as a story on WWL.com on Monday. So if you want to kind of get a in-depth breakdown or at least kind of have a guide to follow along with, go check that out in all of my latest content over at WWL.com. All right, y'all. going to be a crazy week. Thanks for listening. Who dat?